0: A new roadblock, it's fake democracy We're going up the wrong way We're going to have to stop Critics soft a Secret boss They can't expose them all We're going up the wrong way We're going to have to stop Hello and welcome and to episode go. 44 of the Cake Cakewatch podcast The podcast that is unilaterally declared, it's the best podcast on Brexit available. Uh, This week we are sponsored by Sudafed, as both me and my (laughs) colleague are heavily under the weather. Oh, that's all. Sorry about, about, in in addition to the vaping sounds, you'll hear uh, (laughs) sniffing, coughing and sneezing throughout this. Um, My name's Steve Bullock. I've got a heavy cold and a bit, bit, bit of sinusitis and used to be a negotiator for the UK and the EU. Uh, And I'm here with the very congested...
1: Uh, Chris Kendall, I have a headache and a sore throat (laughs) and I'm sniffing the old bus and I work for the European Union as an official, Uh, but that's not why I'm here, I'm here in a strictly personal capacity.
0: Yes, so sorry about all sniffing, coughing and sneezing, Uh, we should have renamed this the (laughs) Blanket Watch podcast. Duvet Watch. Uh, Duvet Watch, yeah. Um, but on a, a it's still a historic day when a meaning, when the government's meaningful vote loses by like hundreds of hundreds of votes. Is that is that the still historic?
1: Third, third largest defeat in history?
0: So she's got two number one and number three. She's got number one and number three. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well, she's made tomorrow a free vote, hasn't she? Yeah, so, so she can't lose. She can't. That. So she can't, she can't but lose it'll be interesting tomorrow. to
1: see how she votes.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody pointed out that, that, that having a having a a free vote, declaring it a free vote, having gone around telling everyone that there'll be no food or medicine <laughs> if it happens, uh, is a pretty odd position to yeah. to put yourself in. It really is, um, isn't
1: it? It's a very strange position. And it's I'll just... be
0: interested if the free vote, this new new tendency towards free votes, is extended to the extension vote on Thursday if there is one.
1: Yeah. Indeed uh, I expect it may not be um, so we should just for, what, so for posterity yeah. we should just explain where we are shouldn't we because um, yeah I, I've, I've heard that some people listen to these podcasts uh, much later than we put them out mm. so we need to create a uh, a point in a reference point so that people know what we're talking about so what we're talking about is the second meaningful vote on the withdrawal <sighs> agreement <laughs>
0: should we do that again Without your cough over it, Christ! No, we're going to have. Get, honestly, if we if we
1: keep stopping every time one of us coughs, <laughs> we're never going to get this done. So it was a second meaningful vote on the withdrawal agreement. Um, this time, with legally binding <laughs> side statements yeah. that are in no way legally binding. Um, and didn't and didn't say anything different no. to what
0: had already been said. So what what so. what
1: what we saw was. Um, There were some photos taken of the documents uh, by some MPs who pointed out that actually the withdrawal agreement presented to MPs was, of course, identical, uh, except they had reformatted it. (laughs) Had they really reformatted it? Yeah. God's sake. Which... Steve, you, you you know, and <laughs> I know. know. We know. <laughs> that is the cheapest, laziest bit of it in that a civil servant can do. Like, go back. They didn't even, they didn't even
0: change the order. No, oh, they changed the font, I think. Mean. Oh, you changed the chapter order of a minimum. I mean, come on. Jeez, uh... oh, what of they put in, comic fans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. <clears throat> So um it reminds me of that fast show sketch you know, hello Bob Fleming here <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, you look a bit like him.
0: Mm. <laughs> Fucking hell <laughs> Thanks a lot, Werfel. Oh so yeah, so, so she lost she lost by 149 yeah.
1: votes. So she lost the vote again. Um yep. and this was predicted um she had previously lost the vote um, she came up with a, a, an agreement that was effectively the same having wasted an enormous amount of time and let's not forget the first meaningful vote already took place a lot later than it had additionally been yeah, initially absolutely. been promised uh, so what what's happened here is that we have seen the government waste just an un- unbelievable amount of incredibly precious time and um, simply in order to try and force and coerce MPs into voting for its deal. And that's where we still are, effectively.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's been the combination, hasn't it, of, of, of misinformation. And, it, I mean, it is deliberate misinformation to say that there were new legally binding st- stuff in this. It was an expression of what was already there. Yeah. Um, and so this was, this was, this was entirely untrue. That it was new legally binding stuff. And also a continuation of Project Shoot Your Pants. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: which is, we will we'll, we'll fucking do it. We'll do it. If you don't vote for this, we'll do it. Don't think we won't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I have to say that I,
1: I think actually she probably would if given. The I, Parliament I, think doesn't stop would. Her. I think she would. I think, I, think I think she would. I think it's pathological. I think she would. And I think that um, we saw the continuation of this disinformation. Um, immediately after the vote, when she got up to speak, she announced that there would be the vote on whether or not the House accepts um, leaving with no deal tomorrow. But she outlined the text of the motion. And the text of the motion said, uh, I haven't got the text in front of me, but it basically said, um, we remind you that even if you vote against no deal, the options before us are still either no deal or... Leaving with a, an agreement. Yeah, well it, says, it says no deal would still be would remain the default. Would in, remain the default unless yeah. this house uh, no, yeah. ratifies an agreement, which
0: of course is completely untrue. Um, it's true that if it does nothing, then no deal would happen. Um, but it's not true that that's the only option. Yeah, if you're uh, you going to mention re- the option, you can revoke or extend and revoke and yeah. extend and there are lots of options which we'll go into. So,
1: but exactly. So so um, so that that says that tells you a lot. And that tells you that y- you can't wait it would be the height of insanity to wait for her to come forward with uh, a new solution reaching out to various factions now i mean it's not going to happen yeah. she's going to continue to try to ram through her deal and or- the, well this is
0: something well there something else she said she said in uh, in her response to the vote um was about whether, whether the House would have to decide whether it wanted no deal or this deal or, an, or another solution, an extension, or a different deal. And, you're going, and of course, Corbyn picked up on that. And there's no, no different deal available. No. I mean, when will people get this into their heads? There I is know. no different deal available. I know. This is the deal. Um, and uh, you can... The only two ways to Brexit are with this deal or with no deal and the only two other alternatives are uh to uh to either revoke article 50 or have an extension
1: for a uh, for a, a referendum on it yeah and and this is where we should probably uh, immediately start talking about brussels and its response um because i think let's talk a little bit about so we we're part of uh, a remain movement <laughs> we discussed that didn't we uh, whether yeah. or not there is an actual movement or not. But um, uh, it's fair to say that we exist within uh, a rather diffuse but identifiable group of people who uh, wish Bre- for Brexit to be stopped and for the UK to remain in the EU. Um, and that that's how we approach it. And we, Remainers, are happy that the... Um, I mean, happy may be the wrong word, but we, we are content that... Uh, Theresa May's deal was defeated because it means that re- revoke, remain, referendum—they're still on the table. S- even at this late stage, they're still on the table. But it's important, and not, ju- and not, ju- and not just that—you that sh- shouldn't,
0: uh, you shouldn't want a deal that you know will be bad for the UK to, to get through
1: either. Right, um, but the um, but it's important to it's important to. Flag that—that's not the reaction here in Brussels. Here in Brussels, oh God, no! no. People aren't celebrating. People are no, actually very, really, no, quite really quite, quite, quite unhappy. Quite concerned. Um, really, really fed up. Because you know, a lot of capital was spent getting this withdrawal agreement. A lot, a, a yeah. huge effort was made. Uh, a massive investment was made of time, resources, political capital. Um, and it really is the ultimate that can be offered and the only deal that's on the table, given Theresa May's red lines. Yeah, And we're now so late in the process that Theresa May can't ditch her red lines and go back and negotiate a new deal. This is the only one now that's, that's possible.
0: And in light of that, in light of the effort, the effort put in and the political capital expanded, to then, I mean, you've got, as we said, this is essentially the same deal that, uh, that was defeated previously, um, and remember that that um, because of the Malthouse, well, of the house compromise, which was never compromised, was absurd. <coughs> May effectively voted against her. Yeah, uh, voted against. Uh, yeah, the, deal the same had, deal yeah. previously. Um, yeah. So she, you know she can't claim to other leaders that this this has been done to her. No. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. it, was, it was really her that, her that did this. So on the one hand, there's that. On the one hand, there's the personal thing. Lots of stories around Brussels about the dreadful error of sending Cox yeah. to Brussels, yeah. that all he did was irritate and explain yeah. things to people. Um, so you have this on the one hand, and then you have the just general, uh, generally having had enough of this, of this process and and a desire to move on, which is a a little bit disassociated from that. You know, it's not, it's not quite the same thing. Um, And when you put those two things together, patience has, patience has run out.
1: Yeah. um, So still there seems to be a a naive assumption on the part of various people in the UK, both on the remain and the leave side, that the the, the EU still wants the UK to stay in the EU. Yeah. that the EU wants Brexit to go away. And while that may have been true uh, two and a half years ago, um, it became less and less true, and at this point is not true at all. Um, at this point, deep down, you'll hear various emollient things said by politicians, but deep down nobody wants the UK to, to stay, everybody wants the UK to leave, but in an orderly way. What they exactly, don't want is this psychodrama to continue.
0: Exactly. So, in an order of preference, um, the UK leaving the pre, order of preference is number one. UK leaving with the deal in an orderly fashion. Yeah. Which, uh Number uh, and number three, the last preference is uh, UK leaving in a disorderly fashion. Yeah. And the UK remaining somehow is in between. Is in between those two preferences. Yeah. But it's very much below. It's very much above the third preference, but it's very much below the, the first one as well.
1: But even even the the disorderly, I, I yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, nobody wants a disorderly Brexit, but I think people are very much resigned to it. And and the other thing I want to say is that not only are they uh, resigned to it and prepared for it, but they're expecting it now.
0: Yeah, I think I think they are expecting it. That's definitely the sense I get. So. And
1: I don't know that they're right. I think I think also that Brussels also has its particular um, goggles. On, um, and perhaps can't quite see the, the the nuances and the options that are still available to the House of Commons and to the UK um, that, that are asked, that we see because well, we're in it all do. the time. I
0: well, I think they, do. I think they do. I just don't think they have confidence that they're actually going to do it because the Commons has had many chances before to take control of this process and have and have muffed it every time. Well, some do. So I think, I think they, I think they're right to. It's understandable to be sceptical about the that the they're going to co- yeah. come come through with something here. I mean, we very much hope they will, and and, and you know encourage MPs to do that. Yeah. Um, but you, you wouldn't want to bet a proportion of your GDP on it. I mean, so, I think what you I have mean, that's understandable.
1: Yeah, I think what you have to do is you have to make a, you have to make the distinction between um, the small group of Brexit geeks. Um, like Barnier and people around Barnier and there'll be two or three people in various foreign ministries who, who get all this and, and EU 27 diplomats in London who, who, who see all this and get all this. And then the much larger uh, group of people who are interested, but not, you know, 24, seven followers. Yeah. And, and just think we're fucking nuts. Well, they, th- A, they think we're fucking nuts, but B, they don't see the ver- they, 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 they only see, Withdrawal agreement or no deal. They don't yeah. sort of see the other options. And I mean, these are the people that I talk to all the time who are constantly, you know, on days like this, they come up to me and say, What the fuck's going on? I mean, I have it all the time people coming up to me in the corridor, or in the canteen, uh, or in meetings and sort of like saying, You know, so what? what's going to happen today and what's going on? And and when you talk to those people um, who come at it, you know, every, every time there's a big vote in the House of Commons and every time there's, a, they'll come at it and they'll look at it and they, they won't see that. Oh, you know what? A defeat for the withdrawal agreement might mean then, you know, X, Y yeah. and Z on the John Worth flowchart. No, all they see is <laughs> oh, shit, well, yeah. now you're going to go for no deal and it's going to be a catastrophe. Well, you know, aren't you fucking idiots?
0: Well, so it, I think it's worth looking at two two things that emanated from Brussels pretty quickly after the, <laughs> after the vote. Um, The first was uh, from Donald Tusk's spokesperson um, who really said exactly what, what, what you said. Um, we regret the outcome of tonight's vote and disappoint the UK government's been unable to ensure a majority and so on and so forth. On the EU side, we've done all that's possible to reach an agreement um, and so on. Um, with, 17, with 17 days left to 29th of March, today's vote significantly increased the likelihood of a no-deal Brexit. We'll continue our no-deal preparations and ensure that we'll be ready if such a scenario arises. I think this is what you're saying, that, you yeah. know, it's it's pointing – people people are seeing it pointing that way. But the inter, I think the important thing for us was the, the last paragraph where it said, should there be a UK reasoned request for an extension, the U27 will consider it and decide by unanimity. The U27 will expect a credible justification for possible extension and duration. The smooth functioning of the EU institutions need not be ensured. Now, there's a few things here. The first thing is the language. Yeah. Reasoned request. It's not a request anymore. It's a reasoned request, and it requires a credible justification. So what this is saying is it requires a plan. Um, More time for another meaningful vote is not on the cards here. It requires an actual plan. That's right. And the last last sentence, which took me a while to to really grasp the importance of the smooth functioning of the institutions, is about the length of it.
1: Yeah.
0: This is about the... Parliamentary Parliament elections, elections. Yeah. but also about selecting a new commission and stuff in yeah. the autumn as well yes indeed
1: so. indeed you're right you're right yeah no you're right and and um, this is perhaps the biggest um, challenge now that the toughest sell is in these few remaining days now to get MPs uh, and and the wider British commentary to understand that extension is not a shoo-in extension is not a given yeah. um, there can be an extension; it's available, but, but it has yeah. to be, um, it has to be asked for uh, w- in the right way. It has to be the right kind of extension for the right reasons, <laughs> and it is absolutely not a given. There, there, there is a definite high risk that the EU yeah. will refuse an extension.
0: Well, that was the second thing that came out. Was Matt Stone from Sky interviewed uh, Elmar Brock? Um, yeah, people who don't know him is a very long-standing. We know him well because he's yeah. a member of the AFED. He was chair of the AFED committee. Yeah, the uh, right?
1: um, Committee on Foreign Affairs.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Chris and I know him well, know him well through our work. Um, and he's a, uh, he's a no-nonsense kind of, kind of kind of guy. So he's a German
1: Christian um, Democrat from, from Merkel's party.
0: And has links to Merkel as well. Yeah. I mean, he has close links to us. So he's, he's, he's important and influential. And he, I mean, as you'd expect from the parliament, said... Basically, there can't be any extension past the past the elections, yeah. um, and that a three a, a two or three month extension is only useful if, if it's going to yield something other than no deal. Um, but he also said if you want if you want longer revoke, you know. Yeah. Um, so what we're we <laughs> saying seeing here is exactly what Chris said. That there's a, the a' for. The desire for, the desire for an end to this and to move on to the business of uh, the European Union is, uh, is, is very high. What I would say, though, is that, of course, I mean, it's understandable that the EP don't want the EP disrupted by having the UK and European Parliament elections. But I'm really not convinced that, I mean, so it's inconvenient. But I don't think it's inconvenient. I think it's much less inconvenient than no deal. Yeah. Which I think is what the alternative might be yeah um when it comes down to it, and i think i think i still I still think a long extension of nine to twelve months uh is achievable if the plan is laid out properly, that no deal would be removed as a possibility that it would give a definite a definitive answer either the ratification or the yes. revocation by a certain date. I think that would still be attractive to uh to many, but it would also require a pledge to run the EP elections.
1: So my money would be on that. My money would be on uh, a longer 9 to 12 to possibly even 21-month extension. Um, I think that's the right thing to do. It's the sensible thing to do. And it's the, it's also the, the, the thing that would uh, most likely lead to the entire thing being stopped at some point. So it's the thing that I want to happen. Um, but, from, but I think from an EU point of view,
0: it takes... I don't. I don't want to be accused of Brits explaining to our EU friends and colleagues on this. But looking at it from an EU point of view, the worst it eliminates the worst case scenario, and it means that the two out the two immediate out, potential outcomes would either be ratification of the deal, which would mean a transition instant transition period, or revocation, which would mean continuity. So either way, in terms of stability, okay, it would be annoying to have m have to elect MEPs. It would be annoying that the 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 final makeup of the groups for example wouldn't be uh wouldn't necessarily uh, be finalized and um, because if the UK left there'd have to be the redistribution of seats. I can see why the, the i can see why it's irritating for the internal politics for the politics of the eP um but <coughs> it would take no deal off the table and it would give two two options which are which are non catastrophic for the eu right i mean would so um, it would be their first and second preferred options
1: would be the, yeah. would be the two available. But the, um, the, 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 the challenge is, on the UK side, getting somebody um, to ask for it
0: mm.
1: in, in a way that will work.
0: Exactly. Not just ask for the extension, but to give those assurances and get, get the backing of either Cabinet or Parliament or both for that. <laughs> Yeah. So that they know that the the pledge will actually be honoured. Yeah. Um, so it should ideally be cross part, It should ideally be have cross party support. Um, and also that the legislation for the, to to have the European election is yeah. put in place. Uh, yeah. So if we get to May and the legislation hasn't been put in place to hold European elections, we won't be holding European elections. Which would mean that if the UK asks for a further extension after that. Uh, they would be granting an extension, knowing that we wouldn't have had European elections and we wouldn't be sending uh, sending MEPs. So, uh, so yeah, that, a, a short uh, a short extension may well just simply lead to no deal again.
1: Yes, and and I I found that argument compelling um, last week. I, th- I I I also agree. I think I think that a short extension simply plays into Theresa May's hands uh, and and forces people to choose between her deal and no deal. And yeah. and the, the risk there is, of course, that like, having been rejected twice, it'll be rejected again, and you get no deal.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why par- that's the thing Parliament has to take control of. So it has to reject No Deal tomorrow, yeah. and it has to amend it so that it's a genuine rejection of No Deal with measures that have to be taken in the event of yeah. No Deal.
1: And they've disappointed um, every time, haven't they?
0: <laughs> yeah. So and then they have to and they have to do the same on Thursday. They have to take control of it and uh, make sure that it isn't uh, a motion for two months for two months extension, so that the withdrawal agreement can be passed. Because I think that'll be refused, apart from anything. <laughs> Um but I don't think that I still don't think that I understand MEPs not wanting it. Um I absolutely understand that. I understand why. But I if you think about the Whiteman judgment, um much was made of the much was made that of, of the fact that the EU does not have the right to effectively expel a member state that wants to remain in the EU. Mm. Um, And that was very explicit in the in the judgment that this is a matter for withdrawal, was a matter for UK sovereignty, Um, and I think a similar situation arises if an extension on those terms is is requested. In that, the House of Parliament will have decided that its constitutional requirements are for a ratification referendum, (coughs) and to deny an extension for that would be effectively ejecting the UK while it's still deciding whether it wants to leave or not. Um, now, I don't think there's a legal case there, but I think, there's, I think that's politically a look that EU27 wouldn't want to have. Yeah. Um, and for good reason. I mean, for good, for good, good democratic reasons. Yeah. What I'm surprised is not... doesn't seem to be making any inroads into the consciousness in Brussels is the idea that holding the uk holding
1: european elections is a good problem to have exactly. well i don't know i wonder if it's um i wonder actually i wonder if that is penetrating i i wonder if that is uh lurking there in in, in some people's minds i think a lot of people have scared stiff that they have such a terrible experience with uk yeah. in the european parliament they're like oh for christ's sake let's not let those nutters back in but actually i think uh, people who are watching closely uh i th- i think they might they may they may Think well, you know. UKIP has imploded and gone. Yeah, UKIP's not coming back. Uh, polling, polling, sh- polling, doesn't show UKIP. Oh, UKIP's gone. Doing well. So you know, in, you I know. Mean, there's bre- there's there's Farage's new Brexit party. Well, who knows, you know? But Which I mean, to come me, from a standing start, exactly. To me, I I see far more potential for um, a single issue party. Um, Using the European elections to uh, make a real mark, uh, yeah, um, no. and, and, and that would obviously be probably the TIG, TIG, yeah, not but, the TIG.
0: No, no, but um, Lib, the the Lib Dems and SNP as well. I think. Um, but the but also the, I mean the argument that you shouldn't have an election because you won't like the people who are elected is a fucking terrible well, argument. Yeah, of course, and yeah. honestly anybody you know, who makes make that it it that, should be it should be absolutely Yeah, but you know it's behind stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people do and people do say, you know, we don't want a load of right we don't want a load of far right UK MEPs. Well tough tits on that, I'm afraid. If if the UK is a member, it should elect it has to elect MEPs <laughs> yeah. and should elect MEPs, and you can't not hold an election based on people people you don't like no. my that that
1: people you don't like might win it. That's the worst reason ever. I mean, you just. It's have been, to, I mean, just to be fair, nobody's actually saying. I mean, no, I, I haven't heard anybody actually say that.
0: Um, I've heard I've heard Brits say that the the I've heard people in the UK say that the they don't think the EU would want load right I've, so it's it's come more from brits but it's been heavily i've heard a few people heavily imply it and and in private i have heard people say it in private i've absolutely heard, heard people say it um but but not publicly so i think that's terrible but i think it's a real opportunity firstly the uk now has the biggest pro-european movement in uh europe yes it's a vast pro-european movement and um, it's relatively intelligent I mean, um, is that people have a much greater awareness of what MEPs do, what the importance of European elections are now than than they had, yes. uh, than they had a few years ago. Um, so yeah, I think there's um, it could and all, but the big opportunity is that... and it's not just the UK that accuses the EU of having a democratic deficit. The EU has been accused from lots of quarters of having a democratic deficit for a long yeah. time, and voila, make, you make it a condition that. <laughs> If people remain EU citizens, they have to have they have to have representation, whatever their country says. Yeah, um, that is a pro democracy move, not an anti democracy move. So yeah. I, I think I think it's a good look. Actually, yeah, no, and I, agree. I think it's an opportunity.
1: No, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm not allowing myself to get my hopes up on that because if I did, um, I would I would start to get quite excited actually.
0: <coughs> well, the SM, I mean, the S and selecting candidates. Oh, no, no, I know, and, and,
1: and, and the, I know that the Lib Dems are too. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and there was a story there was a rumor today um, that the Tory central office had summoned um, staff to prepare uh, to start start preparations for, for, for candidate I thought that the rep- Tory central office replied with bollocks yeah. That bollocks to No uh, no, no, no that, that, was, that was that was earlier but they um, no the, the, the Tory party central office um, they've denied it i have they? denied they it vehemently
0: but then um uh Julie Ward, the Labour MEP, tweeted today that she would asked Keir Starmer what steps the Labour Party was taking for, for this as well. So there's pressure within the Labour Party yeah. to get cracking on that process as well. Yeah. Which I think is very good. Um so yeah, no, I mean and why is this why does this keep being used as a threat? People say, Oh god, yeah. we can't do that because we'd have to have European elections. Just have European elections. Yeah, the, well, problem, I, the, the point is that it would be a fucking huge embarrassment for the two main parties to
1: have to try to put together a manifesto point. for it. That's the point. And put and together also, party lists of Brexiters and non But also, it's effectively a referendum, <gasps> isn't it, Steve? I mean, the, the, Theresa May said as much, didn't she, last week? She said, there's no way that we can have European elections because that would be anti-democratic, which is, <laughs> one of the, again, one of the most astonishing arguments. that Normal we elections so... ever. It's the only democratic way. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, um, it would it would be a kick in the face to the people if the people were given a vote in the European election when they had voted <laughs> not to be in Europe anymore.
0: No, I think it would. I think it would be. I think it would be fantastic, and I think it would make people think yeah. um, about their vote and think about voting in a way that they haven't before as well. Um, and no, I, I really, I really think they should, they should, they should go ahead. It would be a huge positive. Yeah, if, infinitely preferred for all concerned.
1: Infinitely yeah. preferable to a general
0: election. <laughs> Absolutely, but also, I mean, if that's the only objection to a long extension, then piss off. It's a dreadful objection. I mean, if that's the only one, so um, how I don't think they'd do it as well. Is just have, um, just have two lists per party. Just let the parties. They can get back together in groups later if yeah. they're elected. Have pro, have pro, um, have anti, pro and anti Brexit lists for Labour and Conservatives. Mm. Fantastic. That's great.
1: Well, I mean how 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 completely. how much clearer do you think everything's gonna look by the end of this week?
0: Mm. Well, I think we've got a bit of clarity straight away in that the the, the UK is not going to leave with a with an agreement on the twenty ninth of March. Right. That seems clear today. Yeah. Um Tomorrow, it'll become clear, and I think there'll be a huge majority against No Deal. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be massive. Yes. I find hard to believe there would be more than 100 or 120 voting for it. Yes. Um. Now, I think what, what May was trying to do was get a load of extens- abstentions with her wording of it, but I think that wording will be amended. I really think that wording will be amended. Um, Better bloody be amended. Well, there seemed to be an exchange between Cooper and the... Uh, and the speaker today yeah. that indicated that well certainly amendments may be that amendments may be taken on it, yeah. Um, and then we may find out that Parliament wants an, ex- wants an extension. Yeah. So, so we we are knowing more. Yeah, I yeah. mean there is there's not clarity about what what's going to happen in the end. No, of course not. But
1: but we need we need that because um, so the, the, the council is a week tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah yeah so we a week tomorrow we we have to know what's going to happen because the council yeah, and that's parliament the last basically
0: have Parliament has a week to take to take control of this and,
1: yeah nothing realistically nothing can happen after the council because that council mm. will uh will decide whether or not um an extension is granted or the u k goes out without a deal
0: and actually david allen green pointed out i don't know if this is correct but i he very often is usually is um That the legislation that would be required for a revocation, uh, that there now isn't time to do that. Um, Now, I mean, some people don't think you need legislation for a revocation, including David Alan Green, but he accepts that there'd be legal, you know, instantaneous legal challenges after it and it would be legally dangerous. But then again, um, if you're the Prime Minister waking up on Friday morning and going, shit, the cliff edge is at 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, re- re- I think the, the idea of revoking and being damned by legal cases later is a, is a more attractive one than letting it happen.
1: Well, unfortunately, not if you're Theresa May.
0: Unfortunately, not if you're Theresa May. And, but this is, I think this is where Cabinet comes in as well, though. Um, the, the, the pressure has to come from Cabinet. If, parli- yeah. if Parliament
1: can't take control of that, then it has to come from, par- from, from Cabinet. Well, and, that, and that, we, that should also become clear... Uh, Early next week at the latest, if not at the end of this week, because if, if the um, motion passes tomorrow and um, Parliament... No, no, motion is struck, struck down. If, yeah, if Parliament yep. decides tomorrow that it will not support leaving without a deal. Yeah. And if Parliament decides on um, Thursday that it wants to extend the Article 50 period... Um, or, or even if it doesn't, either way, um, it's going to become very quickly clear to those members of the cabinet who've said that they will resign yes. rather than put up with No Deal. Um, whether or not they're, you know, they're going to be on the, the spot. They'll they'll yeah, have yeah, they'll absolutely. have to make a decision. Yeah. I mean, they'll have to jump. Yeah, because it'll be very obvious by Friday, I think. Well, then, you know?
0: that if they do, of course, that does push us closer to No Deal. But what if um, they jump?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they're OK. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, she... she, I suppose, at this point, she's kind of untouchable. She could do what the hell she wants, even but, if the entire government resigned.
0: But she has... The interesting thing is that she did say that she would respect the outcome of Parliament's votes on no deal and an extension.
1: She did say that. Except, um, well, but then what, what happens... Which is a bit... But, that, I mean, then... The logic of that is that she would then revoke if...
0: Oh, well, or if, if the vote goes, which I think, I think there will be a vote for an extension, then she would have to ask the, next, the council for an extension. But I And mean, if, then if, the deadline is to get, get the application in before the council, basically. Yeah. And the application needs to go in probably by co reper Is co-reparant on Monday or Tuesday for it? Um, it needs or to get in whenever. first thing next week, basically. Yeah. Um, and then potentially negotiate during the week on terms. So, ah, uh. ie duration. So that's where we are. Um, yeah,
1: that's yeah. And there's not much more we can say, to be honest. At this point, you know, we would be sitting snivelling at each other. Yeah. Uh, and um, should we do live of the week? to cheer think us we over should, yeah, 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 yeah. I put some music on. I think you
0: should take it away, Bob.
1: I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. You're, a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a liar. What's the lie of the week this week, crew Well, I There I can be only one. I think I think they can <laughs> can be only one, which is um, dear old Esther McVay, isn't it? Dear, dear Esther, dear Esther, dear Esther, uh, going on. What was she? What was she on TV? Wasn't she saying?
0: Oh, it, it was a tweet, wasn't
1: it? Oh, it might have been a tweet. It was a tweet. Yeah, yeah, saying um, that uh, the the Lisbon Treaty <laughs> obliged. Oh no, that was it. She was retweeting <laughs> some ridiculous An story. Andrew the, Lillico, article yeah, a Lillico from, article of like, all yeah, yeah, things in the Telegraph saying from years ago. the Lisbon Treaty obliges all member states to adopt the euro by 2020 and what what it doesn't it just doesn't it just doesn't it's just an out it's just an out there lie but what was really refreshing <laughs> now this was actually a genuinely refreshing uh thing because what happened was it was instantly pounced upon by everybody not just um us lot but also yeah, yeah. It wasn't just serious, just lot, serious yeah. journalists instantly said well, that's just a lie. You're lying. That's just yeah. a, that's just a straight lie. You're, you know, yeah, people like Krishna and Guru Murthy and people like that yeah. just instantly. Because so. I think you know what you're seeing now is that you know you you're seeing journalists, I think, getting to the end of. What they're prepared to put up with. And, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's a good sign. That's a positive that a thing yeah. that that's a development. And she ended up deleting the tweet, not apologizing for it or correcting it, but she did delete it. <laughs> well, she doubled down on it, then
0: deleted it, <coughs> yeah. which, of, which of all was fun. I mean, that's the best outcome, really. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, so that was lots of fun. There is more. I mean, there's the, even today in Parliament, people were talking about GATT Article
1: Twenty Four. Oh well, well, hang on. Before this we you leave, the other one that won't. Oh well, yeah, before sorry. we leave the Lisbon Twenty Twenty um, lie, uh, Kaczynski was up doing it again today in oh, an interview, Christ. and he did oh, it he in can't an help interview. Himself, so he did it in an, inter- in an interview with um, a BBC journalist. Who, to be fair, to the BBC journalist, so like the BBC journalist didn't pull him up on it, and, and everybody got quite cross about that. But to be fair to that journalist, did come back to later and said, "Look, there was a lot of noise. I actually didn't catch him say that, oh, and okay, I, good, I should good. have gone no, back. And I should oh, have that's corrected." That's really
0: good. It. That's really good. So you know, I can't believe people. Were, but I, you know, why I think this, this article's been—I don't have evidence for this—but why I, I suspect this article's been dug up, this Lillico article's been dug up—is that this was one of the one of the total lies about Lisbon that was in that horrendous meme that was going around. A few months ago and has also come back. So people go, evidence, where's the evidence of that? And people have, pre- people have presented this telegraph, have dug up this telegraph article as evidence that, that that's true, which it obviously isn't. Um, I mean, Sweden's never going to join the Euro. Denmark's never going to join the Euro. They've said that they're not going to. Um, you can't be forced to well, join the join the euro. Most most countries that join the euro desperately want to. actually. Yeah. The
1: point The point is not whether they nev- ever will or never will. The point is that they are not obliged to mm. by the Lisbon Treaty. So
0: and you have to meet conditions. It's not you know. It's yeah. not a. Uh, it's not when, <laughs> If you. It's not the day. The day you say okay, then we'll join the we'll join the euro. You yeah. get a, an, an opinion. Yeah. agreeing to you adopting the euro you know there's actually a lot of hoops to jump through and there there are conditions to meet which are easy not to meet if you want to
1: yeah
0: so Indeed. yeah yeah so the other one was gat yeah <sighs> i'm gonna plug one of our, our co-hosts here because steve analyst did a uh did an excellent article in politics.co.uk on this oh where was that which, yesterday. Oh, did he? I good tweeted, for him. Yeah, I tweeted today, and uh, yeah, I wanted to say congratulations oh, to Steve for, for getting an article in politics.co.uk. Yeah, I was absolutely. very proud to have one of our co-hosts writing for that. Yeah, very um, much. Ian Dunst never fucking asked me to do anything, has he? But um, <laughs> He doesn't need to. He's got John Liss. I would have said the same thing as John Liss in any <laughs> given situation. So, he need to. But um, uh, yes, yeah, so he did a very good article saying that even if Gat- article 24 was available in the way that the Brexiters say it is, which it isn't, because the EU would have to agree to it as well, it still wouldn't actually do what they're saying it's going yeah. to do. So on no level
1: does it work. Well, but this then, is what Dimitri but said but when Owen, he was on here. Yeah. And it's also what Jim said last week when he was on there. Then,
0: so. then Owen Patterson in the House of Commons again today oh. said that we can leave with no deal and there'll be total trade continuity. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my ancillary lie of the week anyway. Well, and there'll be more perennial. before this week's out, I can tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the the debate on No Deal is going to be a mass of tissue of whoppers about No Deal. Oh, it's
1: going to be awful. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I did think that maybe we should actually, despite the obvious um, candid, candidacy of, of McVeigh's lie, I did think whether we should actually do Theresa May's um, No Deal motion, uh, as we were, as <laughs> yeah. we were explaining. I mean, it's it's simply a lie to well, omit o- revoke from the from the motion.
0: Or, or the other, the other contender would have been Theresa May, and all the cabinet ministers sent out on the telly this morning, yeah, to say that this was a substantial legal change to the yeah. to the agreement, yeah. which it wasn't, yeah, yeah. So um, there you
1: go. There's some some cracking lies right there.
0: Yeah, and as we say, there'll be more. There will be no. More.
1: Oh, there will. Yeah, yeah. So we right, better well, get we're gonna
0: some. Go, uh, we're going to go and drink drink Horlicks. Or or no, I'm going to. I'm going
1: to. Yeah, I'm going to down a pint of Lemsip and and <laughs> get to bed and hopefully recover enough so that we can sort of keep following the shit show tomorrow.
0: Rock and fucking roll, crew. <laughs> I just want to say uh, before we go. I just want to say thank you to everyone who um, who sent me lovely messages and the Chris messages that I have found since I came back on Twitter and but also that chris Chris passed on to me huge bundles of of messages about <laughs> what we talked about a couple of weeks ago and me you not know, being on twitter and and so on and actually you know when uh, we had one in particular lovely one who sent who sent us by email i can 't remember who it was who sent sent us who emailed um, sort of practical suggestions about how to yeah. how to cope with this kind, kind of campaign which I've taken really taken on board and they were brilliant you know really great suggestions about setting the limit a limit to what you do per day and things like this which I thought I thought really good and those who said that you shouldn't have to take you know which you'd said Chris that you shouldn't take you shouldn't feel that you have to take responsibility for what other people say as well and so I had a good think about it I spent a week really thinking about it Not not that it's all about. I haven't really tweeted about it because I didn't want—I don't wanted to make it all about me. But I wanted to say thank you to people and thanks for convincing me. And I mean, you—you you certainly convinced me that you know, having come this far, it was a bit daft to—it was a daft moment to chuck it all in anyway. So. Well, it's, I was only
1: to, giving your own words back to you because I mean, you said no, the same thing to me no, the week absolutely. before. No, no we no, did absolutely. Um, you know, we really, did. It
0: was really nice of everyone, and and you know, thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, and I'll—I'll I'll do my best. You know, people. Well, as I said, people notice, but I, I hope that they don't pay that much attention to my specific tweeting habits. But you know, I'm trying to do it just a few, you know to dip into it a few times a day, and I'm actually spending yeah. my days doing something totally different. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not spending entire afternoons immersed in immersed in Twitter and You're still doing your bit, ambient. Com- yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. know yeah. I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm making a. It seems to have turned into a. Seems to have turned into an album now. Why? Oh um, wow!
1: So is it? So is it a like concept album? It.
0: Yeah, well it is, it is a concept album. It's a Brexit it's, it's, concept album. Well it's music it's mu- it's music that I'm making to um Oh Christ, I better actually talk about it now. <laughs> no one's ever gonna hear it, by the way. I'll probably never release it. Um, basically to to try and take my mind off Brexit, I decided to start tidying up my studio. And the first thing I did, I'm obsessed with guitar effects pedals. So the first thing I did is I got together all of all of my guitar effects pedals which i wasn't using on my main pedal board wasn't using for something else and put them all together and you know to try and see and to go through and try each one and see whether i should sell it or not or whether i should keep it for a rainy day or keep it for a specific thing or what have you and ended up running a couple of delay echo pedals into one another and finding these really sort of relaxing sort of ennierish kind of <laughs> sounds going on oh, your, your
1: credibility um, is just Gone off the roof. No, no, I just
0: and I just found it I just found it
1: sound
0: now. No, I just found it extremely sort of a extremely relaxing experience. You know, they're the kind of sounds where you just play two notes and then <coughs> let them sustain and listen to all the sort of washy reverb and everything. And I I already love um I, I like a, a few bands that are quite ambient influenced. So I love Sigaroth and um I'm a big fan of Warpaint as well, which uses some of those sort of electronic ambient influences. So, yeah, anyway, but it's, turned into, it's t- turned into quite a big portion. So, I'm actually spending most of my days lie, lie, either sitting cross legged on the floor or lying on the floor with my effects pedals and a guitar, sort of <laughs> making weird noises. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. Um, so, no, if I do release it, I'll call it something like music that I made while trying to cure my am- cure anxiety that might help other people with their anxiety, maybe, I hope. <laughs> Something ridiculous like that.
1: We're gonna to have to work on work on a name for the album. I'd buy it. Yeah, we need. Well, maybe we should we should crowd for for name for the
0: album. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about. It, so we didn't talk about this. We, we we went straight into it tonight because we're both feeling shit, and so we didn't do proper. We get it over with quickly before we um, go to bed. But yeah, we didn't talk about it. So no, <laughs> I, I must say i ha- I haven't said it. I haven't said so, but I hope it's obvious that I'm extremely happy that you're back tweeting. Uh, and also in a in a ma- in a measured way, so you're not caning it, which I think is important. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So no, it was great. And listen, there was something else I wanted to say, which is that. So I went for the vote um, this, this this evening. I went to the oh, yeah. pub. <laughs> oh, you did go?
0: I thought you weren't going. I ah. know <laughs> I wasn't
1: going to, but it's actually on my route home, so I sort of like, oh, it sort is, of, yeah, sort yeah. Of, I dropped in. And um, hey, guess what? It was like, it was exceptionally exciting. It was the first time. Uh, for me, I know that you, you get mobbed by fans all the time, uh, but it, it, there was <laughs>
0: mobbed by fans. Sometimes when I'm having a cup of coffee in the EU area, <laughs> somebody comes up to me and goes, oh, guitar moog. That's no, not but it was also by, there was, was a not bloke. being
1: mobbed by fans. <laughs> well, I think you can do yourself down. To... No, there was a, there was a, there was, a, there, was a, there was a guy who came up and, um, in the pub and said, "Oh, are you are you that bloke off the Cake Watch podcast?" And uh, yeah, I'm just visiting Brussels for a meeting, and I just sort of. Saw your tweet and thought I'd pop in and sort of to the pub and oh, say hello. Nice. <laughs> Please, would you like me to sign your autograph? Um, <laughs> um, no, it was really nice. So, he, didn't have a big, he didn't have a big
0: booming baritone voice and a loyally. <laughs> yeah, about it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a
1: giant codpiece. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> um, maybe not so giant. <laughs> No, yeah. he, he was uh, very, very nice. We didn't really get much chance to talk because it was a noisy pub um, and people were watching the vote. But um, but thank you uh, to that person for doing that. That was I, really, I, I thought that was very nice. And, yeah, uh, lovely. Yeah. Right, Steve, my duvet well, You know what I'm going to do? do, actually?
0: I'm going to put a bit of relaxing ambient music oh, as our outro music. That's a good music.
1: idea, yes.
0: It's not, it's not really finished yet, but I'll just preview a little bit as our outro music.
1: Yes, that's uh, a great idea. And
0: see if we can chill everyone the fuck out in a, in a stressful week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel, feel bad for uh, poor old Baikimara, but I think you should, I think you should. Yeah, stick a bit of... Um... Well, we've,
0: got, we've still got By at the beginning with this brilliant yeah. song, so...
1: Yeah, I think I you should a do bit that, it'd be lovely. Yeah. And then we, uh, we want some suggestions for what we should call it. Yeah, yeah. Music to stop Brexit by. Yeah, something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Music to stop Brexit anxiety by. yeah. Anxiety, yes,
0: right. Br- right, relax before
1: we call it anymore. <laughs> Br- Br- relax, Br- <laughs> Br- relax
0: with smooth, awful smooth sounds
1: <laughs>
0: of Cake Watch the Album. That's
1: terrible. Br- relax, that that should be the name of our thrash metal band. Brillax, I, I think, more a pop
0: ju- <laughs> pop duo for Brillax. <laughs> 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 oh. Right, well, here you go to take us out. Here is an un- as yet unnamed and entirely unfinished song of uh, ambient loveliness. Uh, I, imagine, I just, I always imagine when I'm doing these things, I imagine it being the soundtrack to a documentary by that lovely Professor Brian Cox with the wonders of the universe. You know, so that's the kind of uh, you know that's the kind of relaxing. Thing I'm going for here and I'll, I'll knit your album cover <laughs> well the Rolling Stones had one with a zip on it <coughs> didn't they? with a real zip um, the original Rolling Stones sticky fingers had a real zip on it so yeah you Did could it. knit a, you could knit a little hat for mine to keep you, or a blanket would be best a comfort blanket
1: you. <coughs> <coughs> oh my god I've got to get a bit <laughs> Oh yeah. dear lord.
0: Right. Well Steve. with that. Stay well everybody. Thanks very uh, much.
1: Oh uh, thanks yeah, everybody. very much for listening. Not me. And,
0: <laughs> and see you all later. Thanks very much. Good, night. Good luck everyone. Bye bye.